Hey everyone, welcome back to Dad's Bedtime Stories. Tonight we're on to episode 126, and to be honest with you, I don't even know what it's about, so I'm not going to give you the title. I'll name it afterwards, and at this point you've probably already read the title, so you know more than I do is all I can tell you. Now in classic Dad's Bedtime Story fashion, I have not actually made this one up yet. I'm going to make it up on the spot. All I know is that in the last one, you were relocating some fire chameleons, I'm pretty sure, to a new home because Rex, the evil Tyrannosaurus, was trying to use them to create global warming or something like that. Anyways, if you like the episode, remember there's three ways you can support the show. Number one, share it with somebody else you think would like it. That goes a long way. Number two, rate and review the podcast on whatever app you're listening on or every single app you can find it on is good too. And number three, you could be the first person to join my Patreon campaign. Um, They're up there. The lowest tier is $1 per month. It gives you all the benefits. And I'm really just looking for enough money per month to pay for the hosting fees. Anyways, enough of that right now and on to the story. As usual, just get as comfy as you can in your bed. Close your eyes and imagine yourself doing what the kid in the story does. You wake up on your spaceship. You get up and look around, remembering that all of your friends and all of the dragons are here with you. Oh yeah. You run back out to the main part of the spaceship and you see your friends already hanging out there in the common area. Hey everyone, good morning. Good morning, one of your friends says. What are we going to do today? Uh, I I don't know. I thought we'd find the home for those uh, fire chameleons. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. You head to the back of the ship and look out into the storage area. Right now, the storage area is split up into two separate parts. One half is a huge area made for the dragons where they can live comfortably, but the other half is entirely devoted to keeping the fire chameleons safe. You can't actually see them though, they're currently camouflaged, but you can tell that it's very, very hot in there as you see those little wavy things of air rising up from all over the place. Spaceship, have you uh, found anywhere to put these things yet? Unfortunately, no, Spaceship replies. All suitable planets would cause irreparable damage. Oh yeah, they do pretty much burn everything. Um, can't you put them on like a fire planet or something like that? That is an excellent idea, Spaceship says. However, Fire planets do not tend to have foods that chameleons need to survive. Putting them on a fire planet would mean their demise. Oh, uh, well that's not good. But, I mean, they are artificial creatures, so... Maybe we just have to find an artificial planet or artificial biome or... Wait a second, I have an idea. Spaceship reroute to the lost planet of Atlantis. Understood, Spaceship says. Spaceship slows down, turns to the left, and jumps back to Super Hyperdrive once again. Why are we going to the lost city or planet of Atlantis or whatever you said? One of your friends asks. Oh, um, well, you'll see when we get there. But basically, discovered the lost city of Atlantis and I created these huge biomes and three of them haven't even been used for anything. Maybe we can create a biome where the fire chameleons can live comfortably. Oh, that's a good idea. Did you did you just say you found the lost city of Atlantis? Yeah, you say. It's a long story. A three a three-parter really. Well, four sort of. Anyways, we're going to be there soon. Before long, the ship jumps out of super hyperdrive, and you see the large oceanic planet in front of you. You take the controls and carefully fly down to the surface of the planet. And as you lower down through the clouds, 
the whole lost city comes into view. A gigantic domed city with one huge central dome with towers, huge towers made of diamonds and emeralds. And surrounding the city are five equally as big giant bubbles, each one designed to be a biome. Right now, one of them's devoted to dinosaurs because, I mean, who doesn't want a dinosaur biome? And the other one's devoted to be an Earth habitat. As you fly near the city, the protective shield covering it opens up a little hole so spaceship can fly right inside. You head straight over to the central tower and park spaceship down on the balcony. The back hatch opens and you walk through the area with the dragons in it, and you, your friends, and the dragons all head outside. I think we're gonna go explore a little. We need to stretch our wings, says Bill, the leader of the dragons. Sounds good, Bill. Um, I'll tell the city to let you out of the dome if you want out. Alright, thank you, the dragons say. The dragons jump off the balcony, spread their wings, and fly high up above the city, ready to explore new things. You and your friends head inside into the control center. You walk into a huge room with glass on every side, filled with all sorts of buttons and computers. As soon as you enter, the holographic screen pops up in front of you. You play around with the menu, pressing different buttons, until you select the screen for the different biomes. You select one of the empty ones, and not really knowing what to do, you just ask the Atlantis interface a question. Atlantis interface, can you create a biome suitable for fire chameleons? I am unsure what fire chameleons are. Oh, well, I have some in the ship. Understood. Scanning now. The Atlantis interface scans the spaceship. Understanding acquired. Habitat being created. You watch as the biome far away glows a bright color, and then it begins to transform. It's a strange mixture of rocks and lava, but also green grass and trees. Different looking trees than you're used to, but still lots of trees. Uh, are you sure those things can deal with fire chameleons, you ask? Yes, these trees only grow on rare planets where there is a large amount of heat. They are basically fireproof. Most importantly, they grow leaves and fruit that the chameleons can eat. Oh, that's perfect. Let's go drop them off. You jump back in the ship and fly it down through Atlantis to the opening of the new fire chameleon biome. You line up the back of the ship with the door to the biome and open it up. You watch as the entirely invisible chameleons exit the back of the ship and find their new habitat. All chameleons have been delivered spaceship says. All right, what do you guys want to do now, you ask? Um, can we ride some dinosaurs while we're here? I mean, I don't, I don't see why not. You head over to the dinosaur biome and you walk inside. All of the dinosaurs here are a little bit special. They're artificially created, so they all seem to get along with one another. There's T-Rexes hanging out with Triceratops and all sorts of things. And each of them comes equipped with a saddle. You and your friends each pick a dinosaur. One of your friends jumps on a Tyrannosaurus. 
one jumps on a triceratops, a few jump on raptors, long necks, all sorts of things. But you decide to pick a pterodactyl. Not technically a dinosaur, but close enough for your purposes. As you climb on, the pterodactyl begins to flap its wings, and it flies high, high up above the biome. You're amazed at how big the thing is. It's honestly almost the size of a small country. Huge, vast areas of land, water, trees and cliffs. Everything you'd expect to be on a planet, but it has a cover on it if you go up high enough. You fly close to the cover, close to the shield, and you brush your hands against it. Then the pterodactyl dives back down. You go back and find your friends. They're all having a lot of fun, and you play with the dinosaurs for a little while longer before deciding to move on to something else. What else can we do here? One of your friends asks. Well, I originally came here for a fishing trip. Long story, but uh, the fish were a little bigger than I bargained for, so I'm not sure if that's a good idea. I mean, unless we become giants or something. Wait a minute, you say? Spaceship? Um, could you, presumably speaking, turn me and all of my friends into giants for a little bit of time? Yes, I would be happy to do that. Okay, all right. Uh, and also, presumably, could you give us all fishing rods? Yes, fishing rods coming at you. Little robots fly towards you and all of your friends and hand each of you a fishing rod. Cool. You head out of the domed area and stand on the edge of spaceship Little satellite-like things pop out of the back of the ship and shine a bright blue light on you. And as they do, you begin to feel your arms, legs, hands, feet stretch out and grow. And as you do, spaceship becomes smaller and smaller until you can't stand on the side of it anymore and you have to step off into the ocean. Luckily, as you keep growing, your feet are able to touch the bottom. Before long, you're a giant, a gigantic giant. Your friends look like little ants down below you. But one by one, Spaceship makes them grow as well. Until you and all of your friends are standing the size of giants with giant fishing poles just hanging out in the ocean as if it's a river. You begin to cast your fishing pole, hoping to catch like a giant octopus or something like that. You fish for a short period of time before you start to hear an alert behind you. An alarm's going off in the center of Atlantis. Uh, what's that, you ask? I don't know. Suddenly, Atlantis's outer dome starts to glow a bright red color, and you see flashing lights going off everywhere inside the city. And then something starts rising out of the ocean right in front of you. Uh, spaceship, do you know what's going on? I have no idea, spaceship says. A huge, well, kind of like a gigantic shack appears out of the water, and the huge doors open up, and out of it walks a gigantic diamond and ruby plated robot. Threat detected, threat detected, the robot says looking directly at you. Uh-oh, guys, I think it thinks we're a threat. Everyone scatter! 
You and your friends, still the size of giants, start running in all different directions. Atlantis must have thought we were a threat or something and activated some sort of defense robot. I, uh, I'm not sure how we're going to get out of this one, you say. We better put on our armor just to be safe. You press the button on your watch and your armor folds out around you. Luckily, just as big as you are. And your friends all do the same. Now... You and all of your friends completely covered in armor against one giant diamond-plated robot. This should be no problem, you figure. Until uh, another robot comes out of the door, and then another and another and another and another and another, until there's just as many robots as there are giant children. All right, you say, I, I take my words back. Um, this will not be easy. With a roar, the first robot charges towards you with its massive fists swinging through the air. You brace yourself and unleash a powerful punch back, the fist colliding with its metallic frame, creating a deafening clash of steel. The impact reverberates through your arm it kind of feels funny. Meanwhile, your friends join in the fray, launching their own attacks against the imposing robots. One of them hurls a gigantic boulder that I guess they found at the bottom of the ocean, smashing it into the chest of a robot, causing sparks to fly, and another leaps into the air, landing with earth-shaking force, delivering a mighty stomp and splash that rattles the ground beneath the ocean. As the battle rages on, you find yourself locked in a fierce struggle, just trying to repel these giant robots. Spaceship, what are we going to do? Can you stop them from thinking we're a threat? I do not believe so, unless you shrink yourselves down. I believe they will still think you are a threat, unless we shrink... Then shrink us down, you yell at Spaceship. Understood. Spaceship simultaneously hits you and all of your friends with a blast of light. You immediately begin shrinking smaller and smaller and smaller until you find yourselves floating in the air using the power of your spacesuits above the ocean. You and your friends immediately dart towards the ship Enter the back hatch and take refuge inside. Immediately, the robots turn around and walk back inside the giant doors they came from. Then, the giant doors disappear back down into the ocean. I guess the threat's over? They must be designed to defend against giants or giant robots or something. That's really weird. But I have to say, it is good to know we have those giant robots. Anyway, I'm pretty tired. Turning into a giant always tires me out, as if I should have been using way more calories than I've possibly consumed today. Spaceship flies back to the control tower, and you and your friends get out. You enter the elevator... And one by one, the elevator drops you off on different floors, each one its own self-contained apartment. It drops you off last, and you see the familiar sight of your Atlantean apartment. You grab a quick bite to eat from the replicator, and then you head straight to bed. You pull the covers over top of yourself, and you start to hear soothing and relaxing hum and as you hear it your eyes become heavy you allow them to close and you just focus on anywhere in your body that you're holding tension and with each out breath you just let the tension melt away starting with your shoulders your arms and your legs night everyone